Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's the April 2011 edition of our show. It's the National Poetry Month edition of our show. That's exciting, isn't it? I wonder if any of you are participating in the Write a Poem Every Day project, the the abbreviation of which I always get confused by trying to remember. Nah, po rimo, something like that where you write a poem every single day and during the month, uh, and perhaps you post it to your Facebook account and and tag everyone you know. I don't know. If you're doing that, we'd love to hear what, you, what you've come up with. What's, uh, what's National Poetry Month like for you? That's what the show is about. It's an open reading. Call in. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Or if you'd like, you could try to connect via... Skypes, you could sound as good as I do, instead of that phone-sounding thing that happens when you call in via the phone. But that's fine. Call in on the phone. You don't have to Skype it. Uh, all kinds of problems happen when people try to Skype in. You you uh, you get disconnected. Your internet connection isn't good. Your uh, opossum outside chews across the uh, the the uh, internet line, uh, thus disconnecting you electronically from the world. So you can call in. That's fine as well. It's not a problem. My name is Rick Lupert, by the way. I'm the host of the show and the guy who runs the Poetry Superhighway website, which is poetrysuperhighway.com. Right now, we, we're running the annual ebook free-for-all project. So what's that? This is something you do, do every national Poetry Month. It was kind of a follow-up to the Great Poetry Exchange when it started, uh, which is a project that just ended at the end of last month, in which uh, basically if you have a poetry book, a physical poetry book, you promise to mail it to someone else in the world. Then uh, uh, at the end of the month, after we've collected all the books, I'll tell you where to mail your book to another randomly selected participant, and you'll get one in the mail as well. And a question that I would always get during the earlier years of a particular project is, can we participate with e-books? And the answer, of course, was no, you can't, because the idea of physically sending a book to someone uh, deserves a physically sent book in return. So that's the whole idea behind that. But because of it, we started the e-book free-for-all. So all month, all April, all you have to do is go onto the Poetry Superhighway website, click on ebook free for all, uh, fill out the form, uh, select your ebook. An ebook in uh, in our terms is basically just a PDF. It's not the the newer uh, EPUB version style thing that people do. It really it's just a PDF. So you may have a PDF already. You may have a document uh, of a, a manuscript or something that you have no idea how to make a PDF out of. It's not that hard actually. Um, uh, in the guidelines, there are recommendations on how to do that. It's actually very easy. Um, you upload it with your 50 word or less description. And and that's it. And suddenly you uh, you have uh, you're in. Um, and I'll add your your ebook to the list of ebooks. And here's the cool part: besides being in, what that means is on May 1st for 24 hours, starting at midnight, the night uh, that April ends, you uh, everyone in the world will be able to download all of the ebooks which have been contributed to the project. Last year there were, I don't know, 80 or 90 or so, 
for that entire 24-hour period, anyone can download them. You can log in and download all of them. You can you can take a look at uh, the descriptions and make a decision on which one you want to download, etc. And then at the end of that 24-hour period, I will take them off and uh, I'll, I'll tally up using my handy-dandy behind-the-scenes counter utility and and repost the page, letting letting everyone who's interested know exactly how long it took, or not how long it took. I'm sorry, exactly how many times each ebook was downloaded. So uh, I don't know. I guess the ebook that's downloaded the most wins. Nothing really, except probably just some satisfaction that uh, whatever you put up in terms of your title and description appealed to more people than than uh, than anyone else. It means nothing really. But the important thing is that uh, that your poetry gets out there to other people, and you will have the chance to download a ton of uh, ebooks as well, and, and have some reading to do throughout the month of May. Or just spread it out between now and next year, whatever you want to do. So, again, we're going to get to our open reading portion of the show. The number to call in is, again, 646-716-7362, or just connect via via Skype or the Click to Talk button on the website. That's it. That's what's happening. We're going to get to our first caller right now. Uh, caller from the... Spread it out between now and next year. 863 area code. Oh, Hello. Our open reading portion um, of the show. The okay. Number to call in is... Um, Hello, Rick. Um, yeah. This is hello. This is Noreen Jenkins. Noreen Ann Jenkins from Lake Wells, Florida. Hi, Noreen. Um, hello. Um, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Okay, I'm doing fine. Okay, and um, you yeah, asked so what we've been doing for the uh, National Poetry Month this month. So far, I'm writing poetry. That's about it. And I want to um to join that uh, Robert Lee Brewer Pete. Uh, Poetry a Day Challenge. I would like to get involved in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the poem I got to, today is called Hunger and Satisfaction. Okay. Um, making homemade bread is like love. You put your heart and soul into it, taking a chance, willing to give it a try. When you mix the right ingredients and it comes out perfectly, the aroma of homemade bread is enticing to your palate. Your face glows with excitement and happiness. That is the same way when you're in love. You know it is just right. The end. Very nice, Noreen. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we move on to our next caller? Um, uh, yes. You can find me at noreenandjenkins.webs.com. And you okay. can also find, okay, I'm Googleable too. Googleable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, thanks for opening up the show. It's uh, great oh. to hear your voice again. Okay, thank you. And you have a great day. You too. Okay, thank you. That, that's uh, Noreen Ann Jenkins calling from Lake Wells, Florida, uh, reading a, a recent poem that she wrote. And she mentioned that she's Googleable. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I don't know if uh, the rest of you are Googleable, but. Uh, 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 I don't know what you have to wear for that, or maybe you don't wear anything at all. I'm not. I'm not really sure. But uh, uh, let me know your thoughts on it. The number to call in again is six four six seven one six seven three six two. This is a great opportunity to share your poetry with a large audience. Uh, literally thousands of times 
That doesn't sound right. Literally, this show since uh, the beginning of the year has been listened to thousands of times, looking at the uh, the archive of uh, how many times people listen to our shows. So really, you have the potential to to share your piece with, with a very large audience. So so think about that. And they don't get to see you. So I don't know. You could use a fake name. You could disguise your voice. There's no no need to be embarrassed or shy about it. Call in. Uh, it's a great opportunity. If you've never read your poetry out loud, this is a great great chance for you to do that. Moving uh, moving next to our next caller. Uh, let's see. Looks like we have Don on the air. Hi, Don. Hi, hi. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am slow and stupid. You know that. They're my better qualities. Don't <laughs> laugh. Gotcha. I'm not. I'm taking it very seriously. I'm glad you guffawed. Instead of being Googleable, I'm guffaudable. So well, we all have we all have something that uh, that uh, that we can we can claim. Our claim to fame, yes. yes. This poem is entitled "Kan Abdul Ghaffar Khan," and it begins with a quote. I say that no peace or tranquility will descend upon the people of the world until nonviolence is practiced. Because nonviolence is love, and it stirs courage in people. Quoted by Khan Abdul Ghaffar Khan. And this poem is dedicated to the guide, leader of the San Francisco Writers' Workshop, Tamim Ansari. I whisper to you that this Khan was a whisker in the beard of the prophet. God bless his memory. Khan copied the prophet's life of nonviolence, which the prophet lived 1,400 years ago. Khan saw in cold stone Kaaba terms that all places shine in Mecca's crack of brilliance. And the call to prayers sources hides in echoes repeated like a tear of cloth in the simple phrase, God is the all-merciful and the all-compassionate. The violent erect governments hidden in states while wearing the clothes of belief which hides true intent. Doers of love do not say they do. Do not let those who say kill in hate. Become doers, not lying slayers. Submit to doing love for the rest of your nonviolent life. In text. That's a lovely sentiment. Sentiment and uh, reality for the majority of people, I'm afraid there are violent exceptions and um, I get very nervous around them. I don't blame you, Don, uh, but I appreciate you uh, you uh, sharing at least the the idea that people should should move in the positive direction uh, through that that poem. Uh, how's everything up in your neck of the woods? Uh, no gorder problems, no swelling. No oversalting. Things are going well in Sonoma, Santa Rosa, 
and um, Sonoma County generally. So I appreciate your asking. It's my pleasure. Is there anything uh, uh, of a poetical nature that you'd like to mention that's coming up, an event or anything of that that sort? Uh, no, 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 no. I I was featured um, some time ago, so that's my personal involvement is is uh, is uh, is over with for now at least. And the things that are coming up, I'm afraid most of them are heavily in San Francisco, which is uh, south of here, and. Um, about the only one that I would mention would be the Wednesday night at Sacred Grounds Coffee House in San Francisco. It's about 7.30. There is a featured poet, and there are um, there is also an open mic. So um, that is uh, in San Francisco, and you can look it up in Poetry Flash. Google Poetry Flash and look for the open mic section. That's great. Poetry Flash is is, uh, the newspaper which covers all of of the West Coast, really, uh, or at least all of California. I know they they do Southern California events as well, uh, not just in terms of event coverage, but uh, articles of interest and and that kind of thing. It's, It's definitely a worthwhile resource that should be checked out. It does have reviews also and um and I would mention one other one that might not be known, and that is the Sonoma County Literary Updates, which is primarily for Sonoma County, but will mention the five adjoining counties around um, Sonoma. So that is the Sonoma County literary updates and Joanne does a beautiful job over there. She's to be commended. Thank Great. You. Well thank you, Don. I appreciate you participating today and, and for sharing that information as well and uh, and have a good one. Same for you, sir. Take it Bye-bye. easy. That's it's uh Don uh, calling from Sonoma, California. Uh, one of our many repeat offenders here on Poetry Super Highway Live. The number again to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Anyone is welcome to call in. Someone just asked in the chat room. There's a few people in the chat room. Uh, It's a good place to interact with with, uh, other people while you're online um, uh, or whether you're listening or you're planning on calling in. Uh, This is your chance to talk with other people who are also listening. Um, So feel free to converse in there, talk about the poetry, mention your own things, post your links, that kind of thing. But most importantly, do call in. Uh, We want to hear you read your poem. Again, 646-716-7362 or via Skype or the click to talk button on the the PSH PSH Live page at Blog Talk Radio. Moving right along, our next caller is from the 951 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. This is Sharon. I'm from Temecula, California. Hi, That's Sharon. about so about uh, 40 minutes uh, northeast of uh, San Diego. So if anybody's farther away, well, even people in California don't know where Temecula is. So I've um, been to Temecula actually. I've I've uh, had had the occasion to go out there to participate in an event a couple of times and. Enjoyed walking uh, up and down the main street, and 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 the cool thing, you know, there's of course Temecula is known for wine tasting, uh, yes. but but it's also 
um, I had the unusual experience of of having an olive oil tasting when I was in Temecula. Uh, we're really growing. Um, I think I'm sure 15 years ago there were 40,000 people, and it's well over 100,000. And um, it is one of the us out from say Napa, so for Southern California, we are definitely one of the big wine spots for tourists. Um, we have a balloon and wine festival in the spring, which is awesome to watch because all those big uh, air balloons go up at dawn. I would never get on one, but because um, I'm definitely a land lover, but they're sure pretty to watch and um, olives, all kinds of stuff. It's uh, it's really growing, and our downtown section has added um, a, a fairly um, sophisticated community theater, which you go in doesn't really you know community theater sometimes are full down chairs. So this is really like a regular smaller scale theater of something you might see in San Diego. So it's lots of fun, and there's um, a lot of live music now, um, and um, we don't have any poetry readings much around here. Um, I'll be reading in um, Fallbrook, which is, again, another secret city. That's a little bit uh, famous for uh, being the home of Tom Metzger, which is a bit scary, or was. Um, They're um, having a reading Wednesday at a small cafe there, and I've come to the Green Carrot Cafe in the Valley twice and um, just haven't made it through the door yet. Once my mom got sick and the second time I came up to the door and just turned around and hightailed at home, I get really shy. So your show on radio is perfect for me. Wait, the Green Carrot Cafe is where now? Um, it's in the Valley. The San Fernando and, Valley? Yeah, San Fernando Valley. And it's, it's I think it's in North Hollywood. It's sort of brushes up against the North Hollywood some a little bit near um, um I don't know the streets, I can't think of the streets offhand, but um yeah it's just getting started and I'm looking forward to kind of building up my confidence and coming to the Cobalt Cafe and visiting. So and I like reading and open mics. I don't know why that I grew up in the San Francisco Valley. Have no reason for it to be a scary place for me, but I don't know. I'll get I'll get my courage up. Well, it is, um, you know, if you haven't really done an open mic before, an open reading, it's kind of scary to do it for the first time because your your you know, your your poetry really is kind of a window into you and and you you don't know whether other people will like it or not and it's uh it's definitely a little nerve-wracking. I I I've said this a million times, but I think the more that you do it, the the easier it gets. And it even doesn't it doesn't even really matter if if sometimes the work you read isn't as strong because you just you'll learn that as you read it and you'll go okay well that wasn't the the best thing and you'll you'll move on and it helps you with your writing as well on top of which it, it just being in the audience and hearing other people read you you it really inf- helps inform your voice you know uh, in terms of what you like and don't like as well as how to how to read it etc so it's you definitely should take a plunge yeah i'm going to take it give it a try uh just retired from like 20 years of teaching in high school English, and so now I'm. My sons are fairly well grown; they're in their early twenties, and um, kind of leaves me with the time and chance to um, get into some things that I'd really like to do. I've, I, I, I have been in a workshop in the last for the, almost the whole year, but she's heading off for um, Hungary, or I think it's Hungary. Where is your with Cecilia Willock? And yeah. she's going. Yeah, she's. But everybody, a lot of people are heading off to Europe, right? now which 
I just break the poem. I do. I have a poem for you. If you're ready for that? Um, I'm ready. I had. Um, there was a one-day workshop with David St. John about a year ago that I attended, and this kind of came out of that. Um, I tend to write. Um, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to move a little bit outward in terms of that what I write not being quite so introspective. So this one kind of touches on that a little bit. It's called um, Wedding, Wedding on Pearl Harbor Day. I, I gave no thought to the portents of Pearl Harbor Day as we whispered wedding vows in the snowy pines brushing Nevada, our thumbnail child submerged in the salt water of my womb, clear, eyeless being, tethered and swaying, as snagged, drowned sailors must have drifted beneath tropical waves. Did the narrow waist of my wedding dress compress our child's universe as the depth of sea formed a fist around those torsos of youthful shattered bodies, the cracking of their ribs muscled by the explosions above? I stood as unsuspecting and loyal as those long-ago boys Knees flexed to keep my balance atop the pitching deck of a small ceremony, binding us to an unknown future. Naive as any sailor gathered on the battle deck, enjoying a sunny, sultry break, I never sensed a need to ready myself for combat, thinking myself in safe, deep harbor. Time would gnaw our lives like the bite of small, brutal fish, eager to chew on the bodies of those lost, valiant warriors, bobbing in the coral reef, snagged by buttons and coat sleeves. I am left with the restless tide buffeting the shoreline, leaving only a shard of precious metal, a fragment of torn blue cloth. Is that? Very nice, Sharon. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. You said that came out of a, a workshop you participated in with with David St. John. Yeah, in LA, I had one, and um, it was um, it was kind of a, like tying historical events to um, personal events, and that was something that I really hadn't done. So I, that was fun for me. And um, I, you know, I'm, actually, I'm, usually my poetry is a little considering more biting than that, but you know, when you write something. <laughs> And in the workshop, and you kind of like the way it turns out, and you like the flavor of it more or less. Um, so I hung on to that one and um, trying to put a manuscript together for summer, but we'll see. I know most of my friends are already published. I was like, oh well, we'll wait, and see what happens. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, you don't have to worry about anyone else's timetable. It's 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 up to you what you do and when you do it, and uh, just, make, just make it good. So. Uh, so that's it. Well, Sharon, I really appreciate you calling in and uh, and talking with me about Temecula and sharing your poem. Okay, thanks a lot. I'll sure. be listening to the show. Bye-bye. Excellent, thanks. Uh, that was Sharon calling from Temecula, California. Uh, uh, great to hear uh, Great to hear her. Um, and just as I, I told her, I, again, uh, you should call in. Uh, this is, uh, especially if you're nervous about open mics, because this is the easiest way to do it. You don't even have to go anywhere. You can just... Call in from your phone. You don't have to look at anyone else. Uh, uh, it's it's just that easy. Um, and um, I'm a fairly appreciative, nice person to read your poetry to. So so that's it. Um, all right. So moving along. Um, 
We have a, a couple more callers uh, on the line we're going to get to. I want to encourage you to uh, add your number to that list, or your name to that list at 646-716-7362. Uh, I hope I have time in a little bit. I'd like to play another spoken word track that uh, that I have here for you um, and, again, put out the call uh, to uh, to any of you who might be interested in sending a spoken word track something you know either something that could be just a straight read in case you you don't have the ability to call in during a particular show or maybe something that uh, that is a little more assembled or produced that um, that uh, that would be I don't know an augmentation something beyond just a straight reading. Um, uh, which I, I think uh, what I'm going to play for you in a little bit uh, uh, sounds like to give you another example of that. So that's something that we're adding to Poetry Superhighway Live, a spoken word MP3 track. So, yay. Moving right along, our next caller is uh, hmm, Series of Ones. That's probably a, a blocked number you're calling from. Uh, uh, who, who am I talking with? Rick, this is Michael in Birmingham. How are you doing? Hey, Michael, I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Okay, do we have a good, clear reception? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, uh, I wrote this actually five years ago, and I pulled it up on the 24th on the memorial of Elizabeth Taylor's birthday because there's a reference to her in this poem. So I revisited it that day, and in doing so, uh, several more lines occurred and for two more stanzas, and that's what I'd like to read today. I'm visiting a friend of mine who's a big fan of Elizabeth Taylor, and um, she's one of the senior citizens. So I'm at her um, apartment today uh, for this so that she can enjoy it also. Uh, This is entitled, A Clip from Deja Vu. Mother and me, like Dane Liz and James Dean. When the star crashed, Iris' eyes lost scintillation, so the filming of Giant came to a halt. Celluloid is subject to fibrillation and palpitation, but immune from cardiac arrest. The heart beats stronger than fiction and too estranged to be canned. Off-screen, real stars projected out of this world. Cool. And I wanted to uh, mention for people who don't know, uh, Giant was um, a film with with Taylor and James Dean. It was the last of his three films, and he had that uh, fatal car crash uh, about the time he was finishing his scene in Giant. And she did become so distraught that they had to stop the filming of Giant for a while. That's that's interesting. I was just, uh, while sitting in the dentist's office on Monday, uh, flipping through a magazine that was paying tribute to Elizabeth Taylor, and there was a photograph of her sitting on a couch with James Dean uh, during, you know, the time that they were filming uh, that that movie, uh, Giant. So it's uh, uh, funny that you'd bring it up now, but uh, cool, and, and so glad you got to revisit that poem. Yeah, and those lines occurred to me on that occasion, and um, I was visiting a friend today who's a fan, as I mentioned earlier. And earlier today, I was at my alumni college by chance um, here in the same city where I live, and there was a student that had a a white T-shirt on with about six stills of James Dean, a different uh, personas of James Dean. 
And I thought that was just the serendipity of all that, you know. I mean, you're telling me that you were Monday in the doctor's office. Was it Monday you said doctor's office and you were looking through a magazine? There, there was James Dean and Liz Taylor, and she was real fond of him. It really did shook her up so badly that they had to stop uh, filming on the, the movie Giant, um, which is a coincidence, and a large epic film. They had to stop that for a while, and um, so she was able to go back to it. And I think he had just finished all his scenes. But anyway, that's what I've selected for today. And also, got to mention, it's April's National Poetry Month. It is indeed. I wanted to make sure I visited the show today. I've enjoyed my visit. Unless you have any other comments or questions, I'll let you get on to your next caller or next soundtrack. Uh, thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Well, I always appreciate you calling in, and, and uh, we'll talk with you next time. Okay, great. You have a good week. You too. That's uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Yet another uh, repeat offender here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, we uh, uh, invite you to call in to share your work. The number is 646-716-7362. As promised, we're about at the halfway point in the show, and I would like to share with you a a spoken word track. A little bit about this. This is um, the couple voices that you'll hear are Brendan Constantine and Elizabeth Iannacci. Brendan Constantine is a Los Angeles poet, and he uh, was a student at Vermont College. It's where he got his... Uh, MFA in poetry, and uh, at the end of your your time in that program, uh, one of what you'd have to do is give it a spoken word dissertation on a a topic. Uh, and so, uh, this spoken word was culled from the audio of that particular talk that he gave. Uh, and um, and uh, well, <laughs> let's just see if you can guess what the topic was. Here it is. Fuck. They fuck you up, your mom and dad. I think if the word belongs to anyone, it belongs to us. Fook. And the terribly German thicken. Fook. Fook. you said 
imagine the country you fancied yourself princess of. So what is she saying when she says fuck you? What's the Flemish word for fuck? A fuckload. I mean, what is it? Is that metric? Fucking shit. Fucking shit does the work of a complete sentence. Fuck the astronaut. Fucking A or fuck yeah. Fucking chalk. I want to fuck art. guessing what the topic of the particular talk was at Vermont College that uh, Brendan was giving uh, that day, please do feel free to send me an email and I'll send you the answer. That's a spoken word track I actually put together from a recording of that particular uh, uh, talk that Brendan gave a a few years ago. Uh, The female voice in there was uh, Elizabeth Iannacci. Um, so enjoy. Please do send me your spoken word tracks, whether it's uh, you reading a poem uh, mixed in some way, whether it's just a straight reading, or if it's something along the lines of what uh, you just heard uh, right there, which I shall not repeat out loud. Feel free. Um, we're going to try to play at least one spoken word track every show at about the half hour mark uh and it's a cool thing. So uh, the rest of the show, we're getting to your calls. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Moving along to our next caller. Uh, let's see. It looks like it's another blocked uh, number. Hello. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hello. Uh, am I the one on? You are. This is Uncle Don Fanning. Hey, Uncle Don. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, This is kind of uh, opportunism. I noticed that you were on the air in a few minutes. I tuned in for a while and decided to call in and and see what's happening. I wanted to uh, tell you or remind you, uh, Valley Contemporary Poets in West San Fernando Valley was the first place where I ever, ever read poetry many years ago. Wow. Well, uh, that, that brings me back. Yeah, I, uh, the, the, in case anyway, the Valley Contemporary Poets is a is a nonprofit organization who have been producing a reading series here in the San Fernando Valley since 1980. So that's that's where you first uh, showed up and uh, and read your work, Don. Yeah, I came in in the early 80s, not not quite at the beginning, but it was still meeting at a community church in Woodland Hills, hmm. long before the Cobalt Cafe, before the. Uh, the uh, community room at the bank, uh, 
and I've been uh, doing poetry like forever. So. You have indeed. Don, where are you calling from for people who don't I'm know? I'm calling from our uh, our beautiful home here in northern Arizona. Okay. And um, there's not a lot of poetry here unless it's slam poetry, and it's kind of not my thing. <laughs> I listen sometimes. Did you say slam know. poetry? Is, is is that what you that's said? That's about the only readings that occur okay. here. And well, that's I okay. I'm willing you know? to travel to Kingman, about two hours to the west. I've got a friend there that hosts various sorts of readings, or down to Phoenix. Uh, but right now here, there's not not a lot happening. Uh, the type of poetry uh, reading that I'm accustomed to that. Uh, that works best for me. Well, well, Don, maybe it's time you started one. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you have activity for a while, and uh, northern Arizona is much more uh, sparsely populated than Los Angeles. True. And so it was a... A very different different situation, and I probably will do it again someday, but not, not right now. So, And after a while, you get tired of hosting, particularly when at times the response is not is not so great. You've been hosting uh for a long time. A long, long time. What's it like for you at this point? Uh well it's um it's routine for sure. I mean I, I you know attendance goes up and down and there's some nights that I really enjoy and some nights that, that I enjoy less. Um uh, but um uh, you know, it, it gets changed up periodically, and I have other people, other groups, including the Valley Contemporary Poets, presenting a poet, you know, instead of me picking the featured reader. Um, and we we make broadsides for the featured reader. So there's there's things that happen which kind of keep it fresh. Uh, uh, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's not so fun to sit through, but, you know, that's just sort of the nature of doing anything every single week uh, for a long time. It's been 16 years now, as a matter of fact, that I've hosted that that weekly reading. But, but Don, yeah. I, I, um, do you have a poem to share with us? Yes, I do. Let's hear it. Under the influence of preparations for the apocalypse, no matter how you cut it, the world falls into sections like a grapefruit, like a Brazil nut, mother like Yugoslavia. It squirts blood. Crackles portions you can't bite down on without destroying teeth, and it fires guns back from hidden places inside men's souls. Its skin rips off mid-flight. Relativistic winds come tumbling in. How will the cleaning crew deal with all that incessant dust? Hmm. It permeates our intentions with uncertainty. The knife of rebellion cuts bones, lodges in tissues butchers never see, and amid contentions, raptures come and went. Pious frogs, industrious bees, and entire oceans whisk to heaven overnight express. The afterlife is much more spacious without divisive excess. The would-be saints with Wi-Fi halos, those who think they believe, irradiating those who have conveniently forgotten that they do. That was great, Don, Uncle Don. 
Uh, really enjoyed that. Well read. Uh, I'm sorry I don't get to hear your poetry around L.A. Uh, anymore, uh, but that was certainly n- nostalgic and, and good to hear uh, good to hear your voice again. Well, sometime when we're in town, uh, I keep thinking about going to readings, but usually the timing is off. Right. And we are in Los Angeles occasionally. Cool. Well, great. Please do call in again. We do this every month. Yeah. Our next show is May 15th, and, and it'd be good to hear more from you. Thank you, Rick. Good to talk to you again. Likewise, likewise. That's uh, Uncle Don Fanning, former uh, L.A. poetry person now in northern Arizona, sharing his his work and and the woes of the poetry, the sparsely populated poetry community in northern Arizona. Uh, Moving along, our next caller is... Uh Uh-oh. It's a caller from the... I don't even know that I can do this today. I just don't think I can do it. Is this is this David Navisi from Newark, yes. New Jersey? Yes, I am. Are you there? David, how how do you pronounce your last name? Now that you've spent a lot of energy over the last month communicating that I'm not pronouncing it correctly, <laughs> I was just I was just breaking. As we say here in my area, I was just breaking your balls a little. You pronounce it great. I was just uh, pulling your chain. That's all. And there are two ways. Okay, since you asked, there are two ways to pronounce it. Uh, actually, three. But uh, the way, uh, the American way that I accept is Nevis, and the Portuguese way is Neves. Nastu, that's, those are the two ways. <laughs> those are the two ways. But, yes, I am Googleable. I'm uh, taking shots for that, as a matter of fact. I understand there's no known cure for such an ailment. But <laughs> I don't think there's any any cure for you. I, <laughs> I and I've think been you're see- right. I've been seeing doctors to try to 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 to, to get you removed, but it's just it's not working. <laughs> you need a crucifix. That's what you need. And Darren McGavin. That's what you need. You need to hold it up. Oh, this okay. is a night, a, a night stalker situation, I see. Okay. <laughs> you get it. Okay, I'm going to – today's my birthday, and, I, you know, I usually read the, the poem I wrote about my mom giving birth to me, but I, I read that last year. So what I'm going to read is called – it's about Portugal, and it's – you'll have a – You'll have a kind of a, an affinity for this. It's called The Legend of Café com Gozo, which is loosely translated, Coffee with Benefits. One, in the wharf of Europe, it is the yearly ritual of the parade of the townswomen with the giant towers of baked bread atop their greasy heads. With amazing balance, they process through the cobblestone streets and airy avenidas, The music blares all night through tired speakers, making sleep difficult and ancillary. Two, expatriate is attentively watching fireworks that assault the Portuguese sky, which he has seen thousands of times since it is a daily occurrence in this park. He returns his king, a conqueror, as his patricios secretly become discolored with jealousy as this traitor has not only abandoned them but has returned in order to heap injury upon insult and yet the game must be played as befitting cynicus with false welcomes and syrupy salutations to the hypocritical judas kiss upon each cheek three 
and so rains phony teeth, concealing rancid resentment as the marauding fireworks subside and order is restored. Expatriate strolls the strident strides in triumph as if he owns the warm, crisp night. To familiar café where he dismissively acknowledges the Malta with barely a, a nod, whereupon he notices an out-of-place gentleman among the religiously assembled, focuses on the well-dressed elderly man, and then practically takes him in his arms, puts him in his lap, and then burps him. Well, almost. This hyperbole will show the contrast and evidence of a marked distinction in social classes, a kind of a form of westernized caste system. Four. Ostimak, Signor Dottore. This is the doctor of letters, who commands instant respect and attention. The two do not get very far into their mutual admiration strokeathon when the Monsignor walks through the door. It is as if the expatriate would have gladly breastfed him, provided he possessed the requisite physical equipment. And the three quickly launch into reminiscences, criticisms, and condemnation of the uncivilized Americans. The coffee is served with a shitting you, or hair of the dog, and the three of them become lit as the lampposts that adorn the mosaic streets as they proceed to stroke one another. Five. Almost as if on cue, the three rise and shuffle to the rear, past the pool tables. They are barely visible through the touchable smoke. There is a door and a curtain and a parlor jammed with divans and cots and armchairs. It is like a gypsy doctor's general waiting room, as commerce obviously takes place here, and certain services are performed. And so they place their orders, and the servers appear to take each customer to their own special booth, located down a little hallway. The cafe has long since closed, but this is where the real business takes place. Upon fantasy fulfillment, middle-aged decay is seemingly postponed or at very least delayed. Reality can thus be ignored and the exercise of the illusion of power in defining desired reality. Six, this self-contained middle-aged fantasy is brought to a sudden halt as a blood-curdling scream shatters the midnight calm. They call for the doctor to revive expatriate whose heart has suddenly quit. But the Dr. Litterj, or Doctor of Letters, is only that, for he doesn't know a damn thing about a damn thing when it comes to medicine. Expatriate thus crosses the Great Divide and breathes his last, as the naked Monsignor is ill-equipped to administer the last rites. These two survivors of this triumvirate in full Monty become panic-stricken without logic and then proceed to run as fast as they can out of the door and onto the Mediterranean night. Too much Gulzu proved to be the official cause of death of expatriate as it had claimed yet another victim. Epilogue. Thus continues the legend of Café con Gulzu, the Portuguese equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle. It is certain that much creative reporting would be necessary in order to complete the required paperwork about this unfortunate occurrence. To this day, it is unclear as to whether the deceased's insurance paid for the expenses associated with transporting the dearly departed back to the New World. Café con gozo. It is not a drink for pussies.
Just had to throw that in there, did you? <laughs> David, happy birthday to you. Uh, thanks for spending some of your uh, special day with us. Um, oh, I, um, I honestly, I don't remember the poem about uh, you, your mother giving birth uh, uh, last year. But I, it, did you write it just shortly after you were you were born, while you were still kind of wet from the experience? You know. No, I actually wrote it before I was born. Oh, well, things were a little calmer then, I would guess. Well, David, look, you have a great rest of the day. Thanks for calling in, and, and I hope some great things happen on your birthday today. Thank you so much. They already have. Oh, Getting cool. Getting on the show was the great thing. <laughs> well, raise your expectations then. <laughs> Indeed. I, I, I aim to please. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, David. I'm going to have some coffee. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's uh, David Nevis or Nevs, depending on what country you're from, calling from Newark, New Jersey. Moving uh, right along uh, to our next caller from the 818 area code. Hi. Hey there, Rick. It's Jerry Garcia. Hey, Jerry. How you doing All right. today? What's happening? Hey, man. Well, it's a beautiful day outside, I think. I haven't been outside, but I can see sun streaming through my windows. Yeah, it looks all right. You've heard reports that it's a beautiful day. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm bunkered in a in a little room with a computer. But anyway, hey, I wanted to say quickly that the, uh, the the woman who had her fears about reading uh, in an open mic should understand that what a great nurturing experience it is to read at the Cobalt. Oh, that's so cool of you to say. Yeah, and I hope she's listening, and I hope she gets out there because she sounded great on, on the uh, blog talk, and uh, there she goes. Yeah, I believe that was Sharon from uh, Temecula. But uh, cool. Well, that's that's so nice of you to say. See, Sharon, I'm not just making this stuff up. <laughs> so anyway, I've been. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed. I I I, I myself have not smoked pot in about um, in, in quite a long time. And but what I've noticed is how easy it is to to get it these days. Have you noticed that? As a matter of fact, I have not. Oh. I. Uh, I, I I drove past a place with a sign that uh, was one of those green cross places where they sell pot in the strip malls. Oh right, okay. And it had a sign that said valet parking. <laughs> well, that's that is making it convenient. Uh, you know what? I I've never actually done that, but I I have. Uh, I don't know if you watch Weeds on Showtime. That's that's uh, a show kind of that revolves around. Uh, uh, pot, uh, but I, and that's pretty much the closest I've gotten to that, that to participating is by watching that. You get show. a contact high from watching it. <clears throat> I maybe it's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show, and it's on Showtime, so you know there's swearing and nudity, which just makes it better. Cool. I I've been uh, wanting to watch that show, but it's, there's so many on the list to want to watch that I don't watch any of them. Well, it's definitely one of those you got to watch from the beginning, and I mean, not like in a lost sense, but you know, it's just like one continuous story. So, uh, so there you go. So, um, anyway, do you, do you have a poem for us? Yes, I do have a poem, as a matter of fact, and it is called "Valet Parking at the Ganja House." Nice. Pot used to be difficult, like an A in science class or a social studies report about dark alleys and tenements. It was strangely coded phone calls to ne'er-do-well friends, those flaky observers of life who spent their time behind the bleachers playing guitar out of tune, off-beat to the school bell. Marijuana was danger, a night in the huskow or a baggie of rip-off oregano. 
Boo was for cleverly hiding in your well-bunkered bedroom, wet towels on the threshold, and overspray of cologne or glade. Now, with a script, a trip to the strip mall will cool your jones, a freebie walk past Officer Ray, edible, odorless, drive through valet parking, and credit cards. Still, the munchies come. I don't even have to have taken advantage of uh, uh, that uh, drug to be able to appreciate your poem, Jerry. Thank you. And I think I am going to go get some munchies after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have the smoke pot to uh, to want to do munchies. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope you I hope you make it back to the Cobalt sometime. Haven't seen you there in a while, and I hope all is well with you. Yes, thank you, and same to you. And I hope to see you soon. All right, take it easy. All right, Rick, thanks. Bye. It's uh, Jerry Garcia calling from uh, here in Southern California. Studio City, I think. Could be Burbank. I forget. I don't know. Uh, But he's from somewhere down here, and if you drive around L.A. long enough, you're you're bound to run into him. Uh, uh, It'd it'd be better if you just sort of didn't run into him exactly, uh, I would think. uh, unless your insurance is really good. But anyway, moving on, uh, we've got a few more callers on the air or, that is uh, in the queue, and I want to get to as many as possible. Uh, moving right now to a caller from the 585 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. It's Laughing. Hey there, Laughing. How are National you? National Poetry Month. It, sh- it sure is. Yeah. Happy, oh, happy. Um, is that what you said? Yes, Happy National Poetry Month. Happy National Poetry Month. I uh, well. got a new one for you. I just wrote it this morning. I'm wow, that's pretty new. It it's a little longer than I usually write, so I'm going to try and get it in fast. It's called The Futures Looks Bright Again. The sun is shining. A new day has dawned. The budget has been established and crisis averted. There was once a time when the value was clear. A barge tail was worth a portion from the table, and a poet's song was worth a cup of wine. Today the value is so much greater, but the prevailing impression is they don't matter anymore. We now have movies, television, the Internet, and such to keep us going. We don't need poetry anymore. And yet, there are still poets who struggle on and keep the hope alive, like all of us. We have voices, too, and something to say. We live in a nation that allows us to say it and even values the opinions. What could be more valuable or current than that? Cool. Laughing Larry, that's uh, that's, that's a great sentiment for today. Um, Yeah, I wish I was old enough uh, to remember getting uh, free wine for poetry. I don't think anyone alive is actually. Yeah. That was that was a hell of a long time ago, but uh but but maybe uh maybe that day is is coming back. Yeah. All right, well cool. Well, thanks for calling in uh laughing Larry and and I'll talk with you again soon. Take care. All right, bye. Uh it was uh Larry, another former Southern California resident calling from uh, Rochester, New York, I believe, uh, these days. You can find his work online. He's got a book out called Instant Poetry, Just Add Words, which uh, you can see advertised in the Poetry Superhighway Weekly newsletter uh, email and also on the Classifieds page as well. Cool title. Um, uh, all righty, moving, uh, moving right along to our next caller. Uh, just a series of, uh, well... Nope. Looks like that one didn't make it on the air. Okay, move into the uh, 515 area code. Hello. Anybody there? 515. Anyone there at all? Just just talk if you think you're on hold. 
All right, I love it when this happens. This is the best. This is, um, you know, you rush through the other callers to try to to get people online, and and then this happens. This uh, it's embarrassing. It's uh, it's uh, looks like Don, you you called back in, or did you have something more you wanted to say? Don Hagelberg, Sonoma, California. I know you're there because you're you're calling in in the queue. Did you? No, I'm not. You, you're definitely there. Look, I can even hear your voice right now. That's this is what happened. Can hear my voice? Yeah, because you called in again. Why did I? I I, I don't I know. Made a mistake. I'm sorry. That's okay. I uh, apologize. Okay. No, no worries. All right. Uh, well, you know, you got you got something you want to plug for another sixty seconds since the other caller isn't uh, isn't uh, able to get through. Memories. Anybody who has the ability to see Dave Bolton appear in New Jersey, take the advantage. He used to be one of the poets around Minnie's Can-Do Club in 1972, at which you could get one free beer for four minutes of poetry. Wow. So there's there's some even more recent history of this. That's great. Well, Don, thank you. Thanks for that tidbit. Uh, talk with you again soon. Um, all right. I think the 515 caller is back. Are you there? Anyone there? Talk to me, brother, sister, dog, cat, snake, bird. <laughs> all right. Well, that's just how uh, the end of the show is. We had a pretty solid first... 97% of the show, I think. <laughs> These last couple minutes. So actually I did enjoy uh, hearing that that memory from from Don. Uh uh pretty darn cool. Uh, Minnie's Can Do Club in the Fillmore of San Francisco 1972. That's much more recent than uh what I was referring to earlier the the olden days when poets would wander from town to town and find a uh uh, someone to put them up and and would get a meal for for sharing a poetry that kind of thing doesn't seem to be uh available these days anymore. I did see a guy with a sign on the side of the on the sidewalk once that says you know we'll read poetry for food um but it felt different from uh from from that past uh uh experience uh uh, that that I didn't experience because that was like 200 years ago. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now we're going to close up shop here. I want to thank everyone for calling in. I want to thank uh, Noreen from Lake Wells, Florida, uh, Don from Sonoma, California, Sharon from Temecula, Michael from Birmingham, Uncle Don uh, from Northern Arizona, uh, David uh, Nevesessa from Newark, New Jersey, uh, Jerry Garcia calling from Studio City, and uh, also... Uh, 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 laughing Larry Berger, who uh, just called in from uh, Rochester, New York, as well. Our next show is going to be May 15th at 2 o'clock uh, p.m., pushing it a, a week later in the month than this show because uh, a month from today is Mother's Day, and um, I'm sure we could have a lovely Mother's Day edition of the show. Uh, however, um, I think. Uh, 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 probably it would be better if we went and spent time with our mothers than uh, called into poetry radio shows. So uh, that's what's going to be happening next month. Do uh, participate in the ebook free for all by uh, putting together a PDF and uh, and submitting it. Uh, your book will be available for everyone on May 1st for 24 hours, and you yourself will be able to download um, 
even if you don't uh, send in an ebook, but uh, uh, anyone can can uh, download all of the ebooks for free during a twenty for a twenty four hour period on May first. So it's a cool thing that we're doing uh, uh, this month. Uh, click on. The link right on the front page of the Poetry Superhighway uh, for all of the participation guidelines. And if you need any help putting a PDF together, it's there too, or let me know. Uh, thanks a lot for calling in, everyone. Uh, have a lovely rest of your day, and uh, go Poetry Month. <laughs>